Hey there, everybody. Welcome to this episode of the Higher Ed Geek Podcast, episode number 47 with Brian Cheney. Uh, he reached out and uh, we scheduled a chat a little bit ago. Uh, it was really nice uh, to have him kind of seek out the show. Uh, he has a very uh, self-affirmed and uh, kind of passionate geek and nerd in his own right uh, and works uh, at Smart College Marketing, uh, the founder and CEO there. So um, he has relevant interests and shares his story and the things that he's into and uh, really how kind of social gaming has, has shaped his life and helped uh, improve it and had a positive impact. So I uh, definitely love that. And uh, yeah, just appreciate his time and all that he shared and him uh, reaching out. So um, without further ado, uh, here is episode number 47 with Brian Cheney. Longtime friend of the Higher Ed Geek podcast, Brian Leduc, has launched his latest project in the form of a course called Student Affairs Futures. Check out studentaffairsfutures.com for lifetime access to this growing resource on the impact of AI, changing demographics, and the future of work on the student affairs profession. Exclusively for listeners of the Hired Geek Podcast, he's offering a discount for the first 50 course enrollments. Use the promo code HIREDGEEK50, that's all one word, for 50% off the course, it's a $250 value, and prepare your career for the emerging future of student affairs ahead. Yeah, I mean, we'll start out as we always do. And, you know, this is really also uh, new to me with you reaching out. You know, I, I appreciated that. And, you know, uh, just yeah. to learn from my own satisfaction, you know, edification, uh, <laughs> a little bit more about your background and your journey. And, you know, also for our listeners, obviously. So, yeah, just give a quick yeah. introduction of yourself and how you got to be where you are today. Yeah. So my name is Brian Cheney, and uh, I work with Smart College Marketing, but um, I've ran a marketing company here for um, eight years now. I mean, I, I, it's funny, I went to college, I uh, went to a uh, private college um, back in 2000, graduated with an English degree, mm-hmm. um, then went into <laughs> um, doing surveys for uh, Philip Morris for, for like three years, uh, so didn't use my degree at all, um, and then really uh, just had this passion for marketing and web and um, just all things web. And I uh, went to a company for a while uh, doing their, their e-commerce, but then just had this itch to, to get started and, and, you know, do marketing for people. Um, and I've been doing that, like I said, for, for eight years now, um, just for in a variety of industries. Well, and I guess, do you think like, you know, the English major part of you, like, um, you know, it's sort of a segue to the next question, I get, you know, it's kind of where my brain went, but I know like, you know, things manifesting in different ways. Like, you know, when I was growing up, I, I say this a lot on the show, like I, you know, I always thought I was going to be an author, but then I started like uh, blogging yeah. and like contributing to other uh, folks sites and stuff. So it's like, I feel like I kind of scratched that like existential itch that way. And um, yeah. like I was in like radio TV. So like I, I'm kind of doing audio stuff now. So do you feel like, you know, if maybe that part of your college experience still kind of resonates with you, like stuff that you learned or other stuff that you were involved in um, when you were in college, like yeah. anything, anything that kind of still comes up personally and or professionally? Well, I guess um, and I, I can back up just a little. So what's funny is I'm, I am one of the things I was gra- I gravitated towards your show is, is I am a geek and I'm not like a Reddit level, um, <laughs> you know, uh, number, you know, finding symbols and numbers and stuff. I'm, I'm not that, you know, hardcore but, you know, uh, growing up, I love science fiction, love fantasy. Um, and I 
got an English degree because I thought that I wanted to be an author saying the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and what's funny is my dad is a programmer, computer programmer. And um, uh, back when, you know, way before Windows was even created, my dad was a programmer. And I realized that, you know, as much as I love uh, the media and I love, um, you know, science fiction and, and all that, at heart, I'm a problem solver. And I, I kind of fought that going to college with, with an English degree. Uh, but in the end, you know, the reason I love marketing is because it is problem solving. Uh, now, I still get my fix. I still, you know, go to every movie I, I want to see and I still, you know, game and, and all that stuff. Um, but at its heart for my career, you know, I'm, I, I love marketing. Um, and I really, and I love it because not because, um, I love it because it is a problem solving. You're trying to get inside people's heads and make them do something. <laughs> and that's, it's hard. It's hard. It's, you know, you think you read a blog article and you think you haven't figured out. Um, but it's, it's just not that easy. Mm-hmm. So, so that's a little, little bigger version of, of my kind of, uh, journey. Well, then I guess too, like when you're in college, I think because like usually like K through 12, like you're not really maybe exercising a lot of different like skills or interests or like those sort of things. And, um, you, know, you mentioned yeah. like just knowing like you're really, you know, good problem solver, or, you know, you enjoy doing that or, you know, kind of, um, and all that kind of stuff. Like, cause I think college can help help you like explore those things more or, you know, just, oh, yeah. um, yeah, just learn more about yourself and maybe try things and, be like, oh, I, I like this, or this is too much of this, or none of that, you know, um, or I guess like the college well, ideal, you know, yeah, just like exploring and finding yourself, yeah. Yeah, and I think that in through my college experience, I what's funny is my English courses. I'm see, I'm just a very stubborn person, and so I went through, and I did not change my degree. But if I if I'm honest with myself, the English courses were the least interesting to me. <laughs> and I wish I had changed from major because it was, you know, the math and the science that, you know, that stuff I, I killed it on. I loved it. Um, but when it came to, to English, even though that, that was, you know, my major, that's where I just did not, you know, I, I struggled through it and, and I wouldn't, I didn't listen to myself. And again, that's why, you know, 15 years later, I, that's why I find myself uh, as a marketer. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think that's, what's interesting is like, I know, I think it's something on a, on a broader point and what maybe caused it. I'm not sure, but um, like, I feel like that's something that we've encouraged students of today to be a little bit more comfortable with in that journey of self-discovery is like, it's okay to change your major. Like, especially, you know, it may be better to do it earlier than later, but you know, changing yeah. your major, like if it is making sure that you're, you know, learning about the things that you're interested in and aligning more with the career goals that you have and all that. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's like, and, yeah, some people's personality is just like, whether it's stubbornness or it's like, yes, at times it may be very illogical or, you know, irrational to change <laughs> your major because it's like, well, I'm wasting time. I, you know, I want to keep it on a schedule and those sort of things. But, um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, that's, uh, yeah, just kind of like how it goes sometimes. And maybe that's at least, it's like, you know what? Yeah. I'm, I'm on this path. I'll at least make sure that like the other classes I'm taking or other things that I'm getting involved in, um, at least are kind mm-hmm. of, um, you know, nourishing me or, you know, kind of nurturing different interests or whatever. So, um, yeah, you know, one, yeah. Way, one way or another, you know, can kind of <laughs> work out. Exactly. And I, and I wish my, the college I went to is a private college and they did not encourage us to do any internships or anything like that. I mean, I, I don't, I, none of my friends did internships. 
And I wish I had because, you know, that the that experience, I, I we have interns come through our company and it's so cool just to see them, you know, kind of figure out what they like and they get to do hands-on stuff. And, and again, I just wish that I had taken a, a you know, internship at a, you know, uh, ad shop or something like that just to kind of, you know, get my hands dirty and, and kind of see what the real world was like. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess, you know, yeah, I mean, you're, you're immersed kind of now in your, your current work and perhaps giving those formative experiences to other like college students or other folks, you know, through those internships and stuff. So, you know, the path that you led has brought you to where you are today. And you, you alluded already a little bit to the things that you kind of enjoy most about your current work. But um, mm-hmm. I guess, yeah, like if there's anything that maybe is like, like an anecdote or an example, just like something of like, you know, um, that you enjoy most about your current work or just uh, anything that's kind of like got you excited, um, like that you're looking forward yeah. to or yeah, anything like that. Yeah, I think the technology is just incredible. The It, it, it changes. It changed so rapidly. It changes so rapidly. Um, you know, we're seeing, you know, Facebook and Instagram and other platforms just basically coming into their maturity still. And, you know, if, if you look at the last, you know, 10 years, Facebook is still so young. Instagram is a baby. And I love, you know, watching them grow up and as a marketer, seeing different ways that we can, you know, use those tools and use them in a way that's um, non-intrusive so that, you know, we're just kind of a part of the community versus, you know, a outside attacker to the community and just you know like i said just watching the way people think and and what gets them to react is so interesting to me there's a lot of marketing that you kind of learn where it's like you know you do these six steps and then somebody buys a product and it's just not true like there are there maybe there are six steps but those six steps change all the time Uh and you think about the way that you interact with the web um, or even you think about your phone. I mean, five years ago, most people didn't have a smart, smartphone. Maybe it's been a little longer than that. Maybe it's six, seven years now. Um, now everybody does. And so just, you know, ch- changing our messaging and, and how we work with marketing with the change in technology is just, I love it. I love it. And that, that, that's kind of one of the many things that I geek out on. Yeah. Well, yeah. And always kind of keeps you engaged and challenged and, um, because I think it's, you know, print media or anything like that. It's like, it's been around for a while. And I think people, it's like, yeah. you know, if you're marketing, it's like, yeah, we kind of know how to, you know, if you had like all the resources in the world, you know, if you're really trying to like, you know, get a certain result, you'd probably know exactly what to do with that. But it's like, yeah, like how you're framing it, like the new like digital platforms are like reaching a certain point of maturation, you know, where um, yeah. I think, yeah, they're figuring out how best to have like the user experience, but also like on the you know, advertisers and like, how, how can we work, make it work best for everybody so that like users yep. can maybe like opt in or out of, you know, certain things or certain way, you know, like seeing certain things or um, anything like that. And then like, I don't know. Yeah. It, it is just very interesting. So I think it's like at certain points, like, yeah, like how you're saying, like yeah. maybe start to literally think like, how do I like interact with things? It's like, sometimes it seems <laughs> so like irrational. Like I don't, it doesn't make any sense what I do or don't click on, but um, yeah. Yeah. At other times it's like, you know, 
I don't know. Yeah, I mean, certainly the advent of like social video, you know, like something like that might be compelling. Mm-hmm. Of like, oh, I'll, I'll probably watch something compelling, you know, um, and like images. If it's good, you know, yep. I, mean, I might not scroll past it, might linger, you know, or check out, uh, you know, <laughs> something. So, yeah, it's uh, well, and if you yeah. even think about, you know, Instagram and Facebook, they're very different. And and I don't know if you if you use both. I mm-hmm. I know you're mm-hmm. uh, active on Instagram, but. Um, the way that people interact with each each, even though they're owned by Facebook, is different. And so the way that you talk to somebody on Instagram is way, way, way different than the way you talk to somebody on Facebook. And again, just I, I find that fascinating. Yeah. Um, well, and I guess too the idea that like, you know, when you are getting social ads, they're attempting to be contoured to your interest, and it's like whole other yeah. conversation of you know, you know, surveillance or you know whatever, but. Um, it's like it, from a certain perspective, if it's done well, and again, mm-hmm. that's where there's the values that you can like, you know, be like, Hey, I don't want to see this, you know, sort of opt out of it or something. Um, yeah. But in a perfect world, it's like, yeah, I'm seeing things. And I think that's what when I was still kind of thinking through that is like, like I'll stop on things because like, it is like more catered to me and it might be like, Oh, I am interested in seeing, you know, what's up with this yep. watch or what's up with this, you know, you know, cause I've kind of been getting into like the, um, like style boxes. Cause I'm like, Oh, you know, like I feel like I need some new clothes uh-huh. and like, you know, um, seeing now like different Which, ones, they'll be like, Oh, you know, like our, you know, angle is this, or we, you know, do this more of that. Yeah. You know? So yeah, yeah, it's just really, that's, what's great. Cause I, I sometimes see like billboards and I'm like, I'm sure so many people see that billboard, <laughs> but they absolutely have no idea how many people did or how effective it was. Or if anybody yep. actually like did, you know, took any action based on that billboard. Um, well, so, that's, yeah. that's kind of one of my, you know, schools, we, we talked to a lot of schools and in their marketing departments and it, they really, we had a guy last week say, you know, I'm putting, we put a lot of our money into radio because that's where the ears are for, for potential students. And like, I don't know about you, but I haven't listened to radio in, in two, three years, like mm-hmm. I have a Spotify account. Um, and you know, but but like those, there's those things like like you're saying you're alluding to, you know billboards. I can't count how many eyeballs or what actions were taken or all those those things. But again, with digital being so new, while those those things still work, um, people are just comfortable with them instead of you know where again all the eyeballs are on digital, right? People are still looking at bill, billboards. People are still listening to the radio and all those things, but they're just less effective, less um, quantifiable, but they're comfortable to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it can be so, like, what are your goals? If it's just like, we want to raise awareness, you know, that can sometimes yeah. maybe just be a hard thing to measure, but it's like a billboard would probably be very effective to build awareness. Yeah. Um, but, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> but if you think about your, the, the style boxes, which w- one thing that's interesting is Amazon is getting into, into that space mm-hmm. now too. Mm-hmm. Um, which, which again is just another interesting thing how the the big uh, uh, conglomerates just like eat up startups left and right. But um, but the style boxes like those are not through the radio. Those are not through uh, billboards. They make millions and millions of dollars by doing social video. That's probably how you see most of it. Mm-hmm. So it, it's just it just kind of socials where the eyeballs are. And yeah, so again, I just, I find all that, that very interesting. Yeah. Um, 
Well, cool. I mean, and I mean, you mentioned like this is, I mean, it's very apparent uh, something that you geek out about. Um, so, <laughs> if it's you know anything else like professionally or just like personally, you know, we can dig into anything like that you might want to recommend um, as well. But like, like, what do you geek out about currently? If it's maybe just like thematically, like you mentioned, you know, being maybe into like sci-fi or gaming or anything like that. Um, like, is yeah. it stuff that you've always been into for all your life, or stuff that you've discovered recently? But yeah, like, what's uh, what's capturing your attention lately? Yeah, so one thing is I've got two kids. I've got a six-year-old and a two-year-old. Mm. And so my my geeking time um, is at a minimum. But um, you can't see my, my office right now. It's actually like my, my man cave uh, downstairs. Mm-hmm. But I've got my six-year-old. I sent you a picture of my, my six-year-old. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. is all in on Star Wars. That dude, <laughs> he knows more about like the intricacies of the star Wars universe than anybody I know. And what's amazing is he has seen a new hope and that is it. Hmm. Um, he's not seen any of the other movies, but he's, we, he has all these books and encyclopedias on star Wars. Um, my man cave, the walls are lined with star Wars puzzles that we put together. Um, the, yeah, so Star Wars is a big part of my life right now, mostly because I really enjoy it, but my six-year-old really enjoys it. Um, he asked me the other day, um, he asked me something about uh, what, like Mustafar, which is where Darth Vader has his uh, temple. Uh-huh. He said, it used to be a Jedi place. Like, what happened, Dad? And I'm like, I, dude, I I had to look at Mustafar because I like didn't remember what that was. Um, but that's just, yeah, that's just the way, uh, his little head works. But, um, personally, I'm into all that, uh, into the Marvel universe movies, infinity war. I'm very disappointed that that was a two part movie, but, um, I'm currently playing through uh, Spider-Man on PS4. Yes. i yes. um, trying to get that done before red dead redemption comes out. I don't know if you're if you're a PS4 uh, gamer. Yeah, yeah. Um, I do. Uh, yeah, I do. Like I, I cut my teeth on World of Warcraft. Mm-hmm. Um, don't really play anymore on that. I'll, I'll kind of revisit that every once in a while. Um, but yeah, most most of the stuff in terms of uh, current geek out is, is movies. Um, watching through um like maniac or something there's a new netflix movie uh yeah tv show that's really good with uh yeah so um yeah that's kind of that's kind of where where i go um yeah i'm currently enjoying that uh the ps4 spider-man game as well it is very good um yeah so I, I will pretty much buy any like spider-man game that they've made like um, but I will say this is probably one of the best ones. Um, it is. So, yeah. The the web slinging is incredible. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Which is obviously I mean, like a crucial component. Like it should be good. But I, for some reason, it like it. Yeah. Something, you know, other parts are kind of the main focus. But like the webbing is very good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm really enjoying it. And it, it is beautiful. And, and the web slinging is just, I mean, it's flawless. It's incredible. Um, the middle, I'm in, in kind of the middle and it's getting a little repetitive, but still really enjoying it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause I think it's like, I got to the part where you they're like, they kind of allow you to like fast travel, uh, which I'll probably do, but it's like, 
because I was also thinking where it's like, you know, obviously like that is Spider-Man's thing is webbing around, but it's also like, we also have to like, you have to like web around the city. So it's like, if it was like a chore or really annoying or just like bad mechanics, yeah. it would like, it would derail the game. Um, yeah. And there's also just, yeah, like there's a beauty, you know, they put in a lot of work replicating New York city. Um, so oh, it's yeah. nice to like, you know, swing around. Cause it's like, yeah, at some point, you know, you know, you just fast travel everywhere and just like a, the shortest path there. But, um, yeah, oh, yeah. It, is, it is very, I, I, very well I, done. I, I have fast travel, but I haven't done any of it because I I just enjoy the the experience. And then when you when you start the the music, it's like super epic. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean it's just yeah, it's great. It's great. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Um, so we'll definitely link out to that because I would highly recommend it for anybody that has PS4. Um, oh, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I got like the digital deluxe one, so like the DLC and stuff. I'm just like. Like I'm here for it, man. I'll, I'll play through everything because like, I feel like it's such a fun game. Like I usually am not a completionist, but I'm like, yeah, I'll swing around yeah. and get a bunch of little collectibles and do whatever, you know. Um, so yes, it's very yeah, they, good. They and, uh, okay. Yeah. Um, well, and I I feel like with your kid though too, it's like I don't. I, I guess I assume that he knows there's probably more movies, but I also feel like it might like blow his mind where it's like, yeah, there's like a bunch more movies, a couple TV shows, some comic books. Like, you're like what? <laughs> Um, well, he see what's funny is he knows they exist, and he knows like he, we we just showed him um, a New Hope. He just turned six. We just showed him New Hope, and just I mean, and we we just maybe protect him a little more than we need to. But just some of the like even in the New Hope, I don't know if you remember. There's a scene where um, it's very tame, but there's a couple scary scenes for for a kid, um, like when. Princess Leia is being interrogated, and there's like that round monster with the or a robot with a needle. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's some there's a couple scenes like that, but but it's just funny. He he'll say they're his favorite movies, but he he's only seen A New Hope, and he knows the other ones exist because again he's, I mean I guess it's cheating, but he's read the like these little kid books on on that are about the movies. Gotcha. So. Well, he's got a lot of uh, good stories left, uh, oh, yeah. you know, left to kind of see unfold there. But, um, oh. but I guess that, and that's one thing, you know, like as as a parent, you can like share these things that you're into with them. And that's obviously like a great bonding experience. So I guess anything else like that or if you have like any communities based around um, other stuff that you're into, like how do you see your hobbies and interests are like positively contributing to your life, even if it's, I guess, maybe just like the relaxation and kind of like, you know, stress reduction yeah. or whatever, like, you know, it's always cause cool. Cause I know some people do have like, you know, a lot of kind of depth to their, their hobbies and what it means to them. Yeah, I think so. A couple things. One, I, I work when I, and when, when I work, I work hard. And so having those hobbies, it is like a release or relax relaxation for me. Um, but one of the things that, this, and a lot of people roll their eyes at this, um, so I was heavily into World of Warcraft. Um, and I, I, are you familiar with, with World of Warcraft mm-hmm. at all? Yeah, I played it a bit back in the day. Yeah. Okay, so I, I was heavy in it. And I was part of a guild. And, you know, we raided. Had You know, you get 40 people together to take down, you know, monsters. And, again, sounds really stupid. But um, one of the cool things out of that is, you know, so, with social gaming, um, I learned leadership and that sounds so silly but like nerds take their games really really seriously and so it is like military style uh, if, if you're 
like really into it. And so just learning like how to communicate with people, how to um, get people to work together. Um, yeah, it, it really like that is one of the things that set me off onto, you know, being a leader, being an entrepreneur and being able to, to kind of do it successfully, strangely enough. No, yeah. Um, if you're doing it right, that's uh, that's I feel like the proper end product. So that's that's good. Yeah, yeah. Um, who says you can't learn anything from games, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, that's really cool. No, and, and I've got you know, I've got a, a group of us that get together regularly, and we do um, we'll, what we call snobby movie night, and we'll get um, you know, uh, just older movies classics or or not and kind of watch them and and then um watch like we watched um uh, streetcar named desire and raging bull and you know some of those movies um so i like to do that and just we'll discuss them and just talk about what they mean and what was going on during that time period and um there's a lot of movies it's you know now movies are kind of more pop entertainment you know back then movies had a lot more social um resonance like they what whatever was going on in society kind of was reflected through movies um and then we got some of that now still but it's just not not it doesn't permeate like it used to so it's just interesting to to talk through those and um yeah that's that's kind of my biggest thing yeah um well yeah i mean like movies can be enjoyed sort of like you know in a vacuum or on your own or whatever, but it's nice. Yeah. Like set them in their like historical context and also like talk about them with people. Um, and cause like, I'm sure five people are going to have five different point of views on the same movie. And, um, yeah. And I think, and you know, sometimes it's just like a practical thing of like, you know, well, there was less movies made back in the day. So like, you know, now it's just like, yeah, they're all just kind of like bubble gum, you know, like pop, you kind of chew them up, spit them out and some, some outliers there. But, um, yeah, I mean, there's some, some. I mean, they're classics for a reason. Yeah, no, and, yeah. exactly. Yeah, no, nobody's watching uh, Aquaman and then talking about the, yeah, how society and um, what Aquaman was really thinking and um, <laughs> the, the kind of thing. So, yeah. Well, and then yeah, and then the idea is like like approaching it and understanding and accepting it for what it is. It's like, this is just entertainment. Exactly. And certain times yeah. it's like, yes, cause I always joke where it's like, I take my entertainment very seriously, you know? And it's like, you know, kind of this like, you know, oxymoron or whatever, but um, yeah, like <laughs> thinking critically about them because like, I think, yeah, like a, a movie can just be entertainment and just be fun. You, you know, check your brain at the door and enjoy it. And then, yeah. you, you know, but like, yeah, the good and the great movies are going to have a little bit more depth and meaning and, you know, perhaps set in a certain context or just be like really visually interesting and, you know, um, or just doing something like really creative with the medium because it's like, yes, we have been yeah. making movies for decades. So like, please do something like, you know, different. <laughs> um, so. Yeah, well, like, that's where I, I don't know if you listened to or watched uh, Westworld. Uh, did you, did you uh, watch all that? I've, I've watched like a couple of episodes. I think I had like a HBO trial that like lapsed. So I like, I, I dabbled. Yeah. Oh, I can't dabble in Westworld. And then, <laughs> that's one where, you know, they the first season was amazing, excellent. Um, and really, like, like yeah, it just made a huge impact. And then I was very disappointed with the second season. It, it, was, it was just, like, complicated for complication's sake, uh, which is kind of a typical Nolan uh, 
uh, move. So, mm. but, and I'm excited about Game of Thrones coming out uh, yeah. next year sometime. Um, excited about the conclusion. That's yeah. another one of my, uh, one of my favorites. Yeah, I get it. I fell off on that one too. Um, yeah, there's like, you like, fell off on Game of Thrones? I did, yeah. I, cause I think it's oh, part of it's man. like, again, like the access is like, at this point, I, I can and uh, yeah. should pay for uh, HBO, but um, I just had like all this other stuff that I was watching. So I think I like forgot yeah. that I fell, you know, so it's like, I'm also now like reaching like kind of my breaking point with some other shows. I think like, like a Westworld, like a Game of Thrones will probably fill those gaps because I've like watched like yeah. Agents of Shield, Flash, Arrow, Legends of Tomorrow, Supergirl, like oh yeah, Black Lightning, and like all these shows, and it's like, well, some of those are getting a little bit long in the two, so I'll probably drop off, <laughs> drop off of those. But then it's like Doctor Who looks like it might be good again. I didn't watch that for like three seasons. Yeah, um, so it's like I feel like I'm probably gonna replace because I also just it's like yeah, acknowledging the lack of time and wanting to be able to balance work video gaming <laughs> you know my wife and like you know others so it's like you know i try to try to fit the time and like uh uh yeah so and just like you know almost like being like i don't want to watch like 20 shows at once it's like i want to yeah you know, try to try to like enjoy a couple of them so um, i think with like game of thrones it's like okay knowing that it's going to end i'll probably just like watch through all of it or because like at this point it'd be hard to like pick yeah. up where i left off but um yeah, just be able to like go through because like I watched like Walking Dead for a long time and that was getting long in the tooth and they're like we're never gonna end it and I'm like well geez okay um so yeah I think that's sometimes it's hard did for you me. Give up? Yeah. did you give up did you give up on uh Walking Dead yeah I think I ended like I watched the premiere where like Negan like killed a bunch of people because I also I'm just like it's not like for me like I don't it, I because it's been on for so long too it's like yeah, you know, it's, it's like a very severe term, but it's like torture porn where you're just watching people suffer for like an hour every single week. And I'm like, OK, yeah. maybe I'll come back to it again. Like when I know like the story <laughs> arc is not just going to be like, no, it's going to be like 12 more seasons of people just like suffering in the wasteland. And I'm like, yeah, wow, OK, you know, like I was like, I need a palate cleanser. And I think like I kept up with it pretty religiously for a while. So I'm like, um, you know, I just needed needed a break, I think. Yeah, it. I, I'm I've stayed up to date on it. But it is like it was. Yeah, it was just. It was a season of just part two from the previous season, mm-hmm. and it was just excruciating. Yeah, because I think even yeah, like the Marvel TV shows and some of them, it's like if they don't know, like one, they don't know that what kind of end they have in mind. So it's like okay, we have to fill yeah. fill story in perpetuity. Um, yeah, but then also yeah, I think what? just like the angle that they take, yeah, like yeah. Yeah, and the even like the the DC ones, the like you mentioned, Flash and uh, Green Arrow, like those, I I enjoy those, but they just they they all like blend into this like teenage angst, uh, you know, uh, kind of soap soap opera, yeah, um, like yeah, mesh. It's it, it just you know, the, like you're saying, they don't have a arc in mind so they're just like trying to keep it alive one more season mm-hmm. yes and it is very broody um <laughs> i enjoy it but yeah i i do want to kind of know are we headed somewhere yeah um 
And I'm curious because they're going to bring in Batwoman and Gotham into this like DC TV universe. So um, I think they'll probably have me for at least one more season of all these shows or something. (laughs) But I still have to catch up on uh, uh, Supergirl. I got to put everything else. uh, Yeah. But now everything's coming back for the fall. So um, yeah, I haven't watched any Supergirl. I heard it's really good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's worth. And that's the other thing, too. Like if you're binging it versus, um, you know, watching it week to week. Like I was able to uh, like they partnering with netflix like the cw shows like you can um, download them for offline viewing when they're on netflix which is usually pretty soon after the season ends um so when mm-hmm. when i was commuting i was like downloading episodes and i do like at least one each way um and that helped gotcha. get, get through some of those but um yeah so it's like trying to trying to get creative or like when i'm traveling like preload uh, <laughs> before like a long flight or something um but uh it, it, yeah it's just it's interesting for you to say it like that because it's like our entertainment is like almost a chore to keep up with. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Right. Like, well, I guess I can fit this in when I'm, you know, working out and then I can do this when I'm commuting. Yeah. That's funny. Mm-hmm. like schedule things out a month in advance or something yeah. just like like i'll do a two-hour block of this show here um because <laughs> uh, then it's like that doesn't even mention all the like movies i want to see in the theater or whatever you know exactly um so yeah and it's interesting yeah right. yeah now the movie pass is gone <laughs> yeah and i rode that wave yeah no and i think um yeah i i was like tempted by it um, and I think I might like just try to do something at like a local theater because now everybody's trying to replicate um, their own sort of yeah. subscription movie model. Because it's like I was just talking about that with somebody, and I feel like we've now gone down a wonderful wormhole. Um, so I think we'll, we'll try to wrap up here soon. But I think because uh, uh, it's all great stuff. Um, and what I was mentioning, and I'm, I'm surprised. I guess I didn't jump in on those passes, but because um, uh, like seeing a movie in the theaters you know, I'll watch a movie at home and I'm in my own space, but, but there's also like distraction. So it's like, it's comfortable, but it's almost like too comfortable. If I see a movie in a theater, I'm like, my phone's away. My attention is solely on the screen and it's like the optimal movie seeing experience. Um, but yeah, when I like watch movies at home, it's like, oh, it's just on my TV. And, you know, I might be like, oh, let me throw in a load of laundry. Let me like do this. Or like, you know, my dog needs to go out halfway through. Um, so yeah, it's like as much as I can yeah, get to exactly. the theaters, I like to, especially for a movie that's, you know, good for it. But um, yeah, absolutely. But uh, yeah, well, I guess, um, you know, on that point, we, we've talked to you know, our opinions about many things. So uh, <laughs> folks at least have kind of some uh, little nudges on those. But um, yeah, I mean, like anything else, you know, you know, we've, I think we've talked a lot about like movies and TV. So I don't know if you, you know, uh, you mentioned Spotify. If you've got a good playlist that you want to recommend or like podcast or just uh yeah, I mean, like something that you're reading maybe, but um, anything else specific that you'd like to give a tip of the hat to that we could uh, include in the show notes? Yeah, um, well, I'll say, um, I, so I do a lot of reading uh, and most of it's boring business books, um, but I will uh, throw out a, a book recommendation. Um, there is a book from Jesse, Jesse Eisler mm-hmm. called Living with a Seal. Have you heard of this? I have not. It, it, it is so good, and I'm I'm somebody that I uh, I do not in my DNA I do not have discipline, and you know, uh, like like I, I have to work at discipline. Mm-hmm. And this guy, he's just rich, um, and, and has started all these businesses. And I guess he was bored, 
so he uh, hires a Navy SEAL to live with him for a month and train him and, you know, take him through all the training that the, the SEALs would do, runs, you know, in the ice and snow, all that stuff. And it's really, it's, it's a really good book. It's an interesting read if you grab it on Audible. Um, he, he narrates it, and it's, it's entertaining. But it's just really good to, to kind of, you know, just really learn how to push yourself and how to, you know, find discipline. Um, another really good book uh, for anybody in the business world or, or uh, in higher education it is The One Thing. Um, I Again, it's another one about focusing your, your energy, focusing what you do, focusing what you work on. I know uh, in higher education, there's so many different things trying to grab our attention, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's all these departments, there's all these uh, different areas that, that everybody needs something, right? And so what we end up doing is a lot of mediocre things. And uh, what the one thing talks about is, you know, if it, why do a bunch of mediocre things when you do one excellent thing? And um, just kind of put your focus behind that. So I, those are two great books here into like self um, improvement and um, you know, just being more productive. And, and uh, those are two big recommendations I'd have. Hmm. Very good stuff. Um, yeah, it tends to be what yeah, I, ra- yeah, what I read most of the time. Round out the nerd, yeah. <laughs> rounding out all the, all the nerdiness with uh, some, some uh, wisdom. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Good stuff. And uh, yeah, I mean, anything else, um, that you'd want like uh, to include in the show notes, just feel free to like send along afterwards. Um, we're always happy okay. to kind of just put a whole bunch of stuff down in the resources and show notes, but um, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, and the episode is we always do on an optimistic note. So, um, so what are, uh, you know, what is something or things um, that you are looking forward to in your job life and or the world? Yeah. Um, I am really looking forward to, um, find out more about the next Star Wars movie. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I'm hoping they wrap they wrap it up in the the clean up the mess that was uh, episode eight. <laughs> um, I, I there's and there's a lot of uh, professionally there's a lot of things I'm looking forward to. I just again just learning more and again I there there's just stuff that you learn that new that every day that, that is changing and and I just look forward to that period. Um, and uh, beyond that, man, I, I again, I don't know if you played Red uh, Dead Redemption One, but it is an incredible. It was an incredible game, and so I'm very, very much looking forward to the sequel, um, as well as the sequel to uh, The Last of Us. Mm, good call. I think I forgot about that one. Yeah, um, yeah and again, I, <laughs> it's a gift and a curse, really, I guess, but. Um, cause I, I very much am a dabbler and sampler. Um, and I like played a little bit of the first Red Dead Redemption. Um, and I think I've, I've just never been like huge in like Westerns. I don't know if it like didn't grab me, but I just, I did appreciate yeah. it. I was like, this is just incredibly well done as much of what Rockstar does, you know, yep. more, more a fan of like Grand Theft Auto, but, um, yeah, I mean, I think that's uh, been long anticipated, and uh, I oh, yeah. also really enjoy uh, the first Last of Us game. Um, oh, the first Last yeah. of Us, I cried. 
yeah. a little girl. I mean, I, I was, it was it was great. Yeah, yeah, it's very well done. Because I mean, like you know, in its basic sense, it's just sort of like a survival horror, you know, game. But it's like it's so much more than that. Yeah. It's it's so well done. And oh, it's yeah. it like a great movie, a very long interactive movie, which is what I love. That's like a really good time for me. Like I'm not I'm not as much into uh, uh, necessarily like you know competitive multiplayer stuff it's like a good yeah you know sit down like single player story and stuff so um i've got a couple of games on my list i gotta get to in that category so um <laughs> just gotta keep uh keep pressing through because i try to just like play one thing at a time but um yeah so i mean uh yeah all good stuff yeah. and uh some good stuff to look forward to and stuff you've recommended so i appreciate you uh making the time and sharing all that you did and uh you know we'll have ways to connect with you and and stuff yeah. you do down in the show notes so um yeah, just thanks again, and uh, yeah, just have a good, uh, good rest of your week here. All right. Well, thank you so much. This podcast is part of the Connect Edu Podcast Network, bringing together diverse voices in the higher ed community. Check us out on Twitter at Connect Edu Pod or at Connect Edu Network. Thanks for listening to this episode of the podcast. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe so you never miss an episode. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you in the next episode of the Higher Ed Geek Podcast.